Hello everyone, welcome to Episode here. I'm your second. And I'm your host, Jaden Cron, and this week we are going to be talking about um, The Mission, an episode of a TV show called Amazing Stories, uh, produced by Stefan Spellberg. Produced and directed by Stevie Spiels. Yeah, the episode the episode was directed yeah. by Spielsy. Just why the show was produced by him. Yeah. Also produced by Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. So I guess it's bad because she is bad. She ruins everything she touches. I mean, this is Jurassic Park. Common bad knowledge. movie. Bad film. Everyone yep. knows this. Stinky. Everyone hates Jurassic Park. Everyone hates Gremlins. Awful movie. Yep. Everyone hates all the Indiana Jones movies. Gross. She helped with. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, uh, what what happens in the mission? So, what, what, ama- what exactly is this? Is like, what kind of show is this? Amazing at? Stories is an anthology series. Um, for those of you who didn't have this explained to you every five seconds in film school for two years, an <laughs> anthology is just basically some. It's just like a TV show that you know each each episode is a different story. It's you, yeah, you this, know your your Black Mirrors, your Twilight Zones, etc. etc. The episodes are, are different. Some, you know, you can still call anthology shows where it's a different premise every season. Yeah, like uh, um, your American is, Horror Stories. Yeah, or your Fargos. But this is much more, this is very clearly uh, Twilight Zone Yeah, inspired, I would say. There's a Twilight Zone, but Steven Spielberg directs it. Some of the yeah. episodes. And produces yeah. It. So yeah. I mean, this so does a bunch of his buddies. Like apparently, Martin Scorsese directed. Oh, really? One of the original ones. Like Dang. Robert Zemeckis does one. Apparently, Zemeckis isn't very good. Clint Eastwood but, did uh, one. Yeah, Clint Eastwood did one. Bunch of people, man. Yeah. So uh, this is episode five of the first season. Uh, it's called The Mission, and it is about a uh, like a bomber crew in World War Two. They're out on a mission. They they get like their their belly gunner gets stuck in the belly gun when he shoots down a German plane, but the plane's like engine crashes through the their plane, and it also takes out the landing gear. So they have to figure out how to get him out before they land because they're gonna have to land without landing gear. And then uh, it, would, it would squish him and kill yeah. him. Is is the idea? Uh, yeah, the, the other thing that's important to note is that this guy, yeah. um, before they take off, the captain, played by, is it... Kevin, Kevin Costner. Is it? Kevin Costner. It is Kevin. Played by Kevin Costner. Is like, no, we're not bringing Johnny. Johnny, you know, he's been our good luck charm for 23 missions. He can't do it for one more. And he's like, ah, oh, come on. I could, be, I could be a good luck charm for one last mission. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess. I guess you could come... You can come be our good luck charm now. Um, and Bad then luck. he comes. And I mean, you know, they uh, they did do their mission. They did. But, they, they bombed some Germans. Uh, so the, the but then he's kind of trapped and he's also cartoonist. Very important. Yes. Yeah. He does a lot of caricatures and little cartoons of the crew members of the ship and things. Um, yeah. And then, and then at the end, so they're trying all these things so to get him out of there. Like it's it's the hatch is like stuck shut. They would have to blowtorch mm-hmm. it open. 
So they try to give him a parachute, um, but they rip a parachute and they don't. They're too low to give him another one. Yeah. So they just like, okay, we're just gonna. He's a goner. Uh, so they so they just decide, you know, they they're gonna have to try and land, and what happens happens, and then he draws. He the, the man. Uh, Gerald McBoing Boings, I believe, was the show, and he just draws a plane, picture of a plane with cartoon uh, wheels, and then there are just cartoon wheels, and they land fine, and that's how it ends. Uh, so, yeah, so that's how it ends. Is yeah. they just is he does a drawing, and then these giant yellow magic, you know, water wing wheels appear, and and the day is saved. Uh, keep in mind, while he's drawing these images, Kiefer Sutherland is is thinking about just yeah. killing him. Is thinking about mercy killing the dude stuck in the in the cockpit, just because like, I guess getting shot in the head's better than getting squished to death. Yeah, or or like burning to death when they yeah land. yeah. So yeah, we have yeah we haven't talked about much about Kiefer. Kiefer is one of the guys on the plane. Uh, he was static. Yeah, he's static. Well, his name was Arnold. Yes, that's but true. But goes by static. Uh, what was what was his role? He was he was like the communications. Yeah, guy. he was, he was doing Morse code and being like, oh, okay, the tower's coming this way. But but he's also like, I don't know, he's doing a Kiefer Sutherland character. Yeah, it's so good. It is. So yeah, what what, what yeah. do we think of this? I thought this was really really yeah. great, even with the ridiculous ending. Um, you know, it it's. It's so obvious Spielberg worked on this. Yeah. Um, like, and it's and good Spielberg too. Yeah. Like something that it's, you know, the characters are, are, are all serviceable. They're all, I don't know. There's, st- they have cliches, but they mm-hmm. never feel played out. Yeah. Um, they feel very like, you know, it's very, very cheesy kind of um, like TV, 80s TV military crew but also at the same time it works like it they feel realistic enough that it doesn't matter yeah um they the the there's a lot of tension in mm-hmm. this uh like when the when the engine is coming through after johnny shot down the, the german plane like this actually like it's, it's wild watching something for for this podcast <laughs> That I am genuinely invested in. Yeah, and like right away. Yeah, like the whole, pretty much the whole way through. Like at the during kind of the climax when it looks like Kiefer Sutherland might try and 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 kill Johnny. You're just like, oh no, is he gonna do it? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, yeah, it's everything is everything is, plays pretty well, and even once the the magic yeah. safety wheels appear, it's still. It's still just I don't know, yeah. It's handled in such a well Yeah. It's 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 Spielberg magic. Yeah. Like even though it's these goofy mid eighties T V budget CG wheels. <laughs> that was the best part. I love Oh, uh, they also yeah. have like a CG intro and it was so much yeah. fun. I love eighties CG. It's it was good. It's... There's like all these like books that are like flying around and God, oh, it's powerful. Okay. Also, I mean, it's it's Spielberg, so of course there's John Williams on the score. Yeah. Oh my, God. it's 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 classic Williams, you know. Like the the instant it started, like before I even knew it was a Spielberg thing, I'm like that sounds a lot like. Is that? 
and it was yeah. John Williams, and he <laughs> does not disappoint. No, it's it's fantastic as always. There, right there, right, you know the big emotions, high stakes. Uh yeah. The, yeah, a lot of sounds like the the best comparison I can think of for that would be it kind of sounds a lot like uh, the ET soundtrack and the mm. Jurassic Park soundtrack. Yeah, both classics. Yeah, there's some like, there's some really good shots in here. Yeah, um, I mean, like, even though you would almost think that the having one of the characters stuck in a cockpit would be kind of reductive mm-hmm. and just kind of turn into what like the kind of like a prison bars problem where it's just like okay i'm just looking at bars now like i get it you're using this as a visual thing but i just can't see half the screen yeah um but they use it like because he has this like little narrow like porthole almost that he can just like look out at the rest of the crew at Uh, you know when like the lights are on him and he's like all pale and oh yeah yeah or at the end when they've touched down and at this point, Johnny's kind of in a coma, almost. Um, and he's just laying there. That felt very, I don't know, yeah, E.T. Like, yeah. <clears throat> there's this mystery to it. Like, how did he do that? He did. Is he okay? Is he gonna be all right? Like, yeah, yeah. It kind of, yeah, and like to a lesser extent, the because the whole thing really takes place in in the plane. Like once they get yeah. off the ground, so. You know, it's once again, it's using that limited space to create this sense of claustrophobia of like, you know, once they're in it, they're in it. There's no place to go. Mm-hmm. So they're, it's, everything's cramped, um, especially with all the people in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Spielberg, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I was... I was thoroughly entertained. Like, yeah, the whole the fight scenes is good, uh, and yeah, for something that is so you know one location for the most part, like it really uh, uses it well as as we've said several yeah. times before. <laughs> uh, Kiefer is sporting a good look in this. Hmm. Uh, it's got the glasses. It's very classic, very classic mid eighties mid late eighties Kiefer with just big old jam jar glasses. Um, and, uh, you know, bomber jacket. He's just, uh, the perfect blend of cool Mm. and apprehensive. And yeah. Yeah. There's not, cause it's, it's, it's only 45 minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. and this is one of those things like, you know, like comparing to one uh, to Creep Show, which we saw recently, yeah, which was two stories over forty five minutes and felt unbearably long. You know, yeah. this they managed to. It has a good structure. It works, and it keeps its tension for that whole forty five minutes. You know, yeah, yeah. And the payoff, while it's kind of dumb, is fine and it works. <laughs> yeah, it's like the absolute. The absolute perfect story for this kind of yeah. TV, like you know, clear beginning, middle, end, clear characters, clear motivations, clear things to sympathize with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then it does a good job of like establishing the like the the rapport of the characters you know mm-hmm. it makes it very clear the 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 bond that they've already developed so going into this we care about them as a collective unit and not just the one guy who yeah. i mean so the guy in the the gunner seat uh Johnny he uh he's like this is one of his last missions and then he and his pregnant wife are going to go back to America so he can uh-huh. follow his dream of being a cartoonist. Yeah, <laughs> which is a lot, but you know, it still works. But and that's but that's what you need in an anthology. You need to be able to get me to care about these people right away so I can watch the story. Yeah. I want to watch more of this. Yeah, I I apparently there's one um, that's based on the story of how, like, uh, apparently when Boris Karloff was filming uh, Frankenstein, mm. he had to go rush to see his his baby being born while he was still in costume. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did a short based on that. That here, sounds it's great. Like, it's a dude dressed up as a mummy, and it's, like, set in, like, and so it's just a bunch of rednecks chasing him around. Yes. There's also one I'm looking on the Wikipedia called Guilt Trip, and the description is the personification of guilt, Dom DeLuise, takes a cruise where he meets <laughs> the personification of love, Lonnie Anderson. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, in the second season, even Danny DeVito like directed <gasps> one of the episodes. Oh, my God. How did this only get two seasons? Probably because it was really expensive. Yeah, and yeah. I'd, I'd certainly be interested in, in, in checking out more. Unlike- yeah. I'm like again, creep show, which <laughs> no. kind of soured my taste for everything crave related or whatever it is. Shutter, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, dude, Brad Bird did it. Did the episode. Oh man, dang, that's nuts. Okay, well, I gotta find some more of this stuff. Apparently, they also did a reboot on Apple TV. Yeah, that came out this year. Uh, I don't know if it's any good, but you know, yeah, I don't know. It's Apple TV, man. So like. They got that. Uh, they got that Tom Cruise movie on the the ship, Greyhound. Yep. Not not a movie about uh, busing between no. states. That's actually. lame. They got that Ted Lasso show that apparently is the best show ever, but I'm never gonna mm. watch it because it's on. They put TV. the oh, they have uh, didn't Rob uh, McElhenney from uh, uh it's oh yeah, yeah. the guy who plays Mac. He has um, a show on there. He has one that like, yeah. It's not an interest. I mean, it's it's him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm interested in his his also, shows. But they uh, also have the Fraggle Rock reboot, filming in Calgary. Right how now. much? How much is how much is an Apple Plus subscription? Really, <laughs> really, you know, small price to pay for Fraggle Rock. I need more Fraggle Rock in my life. Okay, Listen, not to not to not to you know toot my own horn, but the soundstage where the way they are filming Fraggle Rock. I already filmed mm-hmm. there, so I guess I'm been there, done that. You're not walking in the footsteps of Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock is walking in the footsteps of you. Exactly. Absolute um, God. So I don't think we're padding for time or anything, but I do no. think <laughs> I need to ask you a question, and that is, is it for Kiefer? Oh, definitely. Hell 100%. yeah. Hell yeah. God, how did we not watch this? I, I mean, I'm glad we didn't burn this earlier because this was yeah. a nice um, reprieve. <laughs> from yeah. other films and uh, things that we've seen. Although last week was also we, pretty good. What did we even do last week? I can't even that remember. That was uh, I Trust You to Kill Me. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. I Trust You to Kill Me and, and this have been kind of a nice 
Nice palate nice cleanser. Change of pace. Yeah. And it's funny because they're on like two opposite ends of the spectrum almost. Like this yeah. is like this just has absolute like talent and <laughs> and craftsmanship. Not to say that that I trust you to kill me is entirely lacking in those, but it's what, scrappy. It's scrappy. That the earnestness of it is what makes it appealing to me. Um Yeah. Anyway, yeah, def- it has definitely earnest in it. It has Ernest. Ernest goes on tour. Yeah. Wow. Moving on to trivia. This is a good podcast. I'm just imagining a Jim Varney bit where he's like at the Berlin Wall. I don't know. (laughs) Be good. Be good. Um. So here's trivia. The first piece of trivia is fun because it's literally incorrect. Nice. Um, this this episode runs for 60 minutes, as opposed to the usual 30 minutes for the episodes in the series. Unless they mean, like, 60 minutes on TV, which I guess, but it it's 45 minutes without commercials, so okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently this was the very first uh, stereo surround sound broadcast for NBC. Uh, while many homes were not equipped with the surround decoder to play it back with the required rear channel speakers, manufacturers such as Fisher came out with a rear channel amp decoder... To complete the rear sound effects. Wow, that is. I am asleep. Um, Kevin Costner and Donald Sutherland appeared together in JFK. What? Okay. And? <laughs> wow. Um, Kevin Costner uh, came to prominence in the films of Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark for Steven Spielberg. Why? This is, yeah. Um, that was trivia. We're moving on to reviews, and this is an episode of a TV show. Uh, we're going to IMDb. IMDb, baby. This comes to us from Raymond Andre. One star out of ten. Stunningly directed piece of tease. (laughs) I did not know if I should vote one star or nine out of ten. A stunning directorial tour de force on Spielberg's part. Spielberg made this seemingly on a dare, the way Hitchcock made Lifeboat. The whole episode is set inside a World War II bomber mission, except for a few cutaways to the home field where a pregnant wife waits anxiously for her husband's safe return. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, just home field is is something. It Spielberg, sure is. Spielberg pulls out every piece of schmaltzy manipulation to bring the audience where he wants them and then drops a bomb of a twist ending in the final two minutes. I think a little, little, anyway. In the two decades following the original broadcast, my friends and I were to use a two-word catchphrase to describe a particularly debased kind of self-indulgent filmmaking. I will not repeat it here in order to avoid spoilers, but when you see the episode, you will know what words we used. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, I, I don't. I do not know. At Cartoon every commercial wheels? break, my bunny, my buddies, <laughs> <laughs> my bunny. <laughs> My bunny, my bunny, and my buddy. Um, and I love I, that podcast. We're twisting our imaginations into knots, trying to figure out how the cliffhanger was going to end. We were on the edge of our seats until the final scenes. It was the worst betrayal I ever experienced with a filmmaker, until Lucas's second Star Wars trilogy, that is. This should be studied in film schools as one of Spielberg's seminal works. Not because it is great, mind you, but be simply because of its position in his filmography and because of the textbook way he uses his cinematic devices to heighten the tension. A must-see curiosity piece and one of the few episodes of this dreadful series that is beyond memorable. We got one from Joseph Gabo. Six out of ten. Rad and cool. 
Whoa. I remembered a good job and a great day for me. It was this day. I was pleased to announce that this day a man who made E.T. made this show. It was cool. Fake. Cartoonish. But cool. Like ice cream cool. Meaning cold. Like ice. Like how ice and ice cream is cold. <laughs> that type of metaphor analogy, cold type weather. You know, like awesome without being cool, but rad without being so chill. <laughs> Thank you, Joseph Gabo. Thank you. Zero of four found this review helpful. What? That, that was sucks. incredible. That sucks. There, we one of five will now find this helpful. This one comes to us from Cole Maiden. Classic Nine out of ten Cole stars. Maiden. Watch this, you will not be disappointed. I watched the show as a kid and it stuck. This <laughs> show was different than Twilight Zone, MacGyver, Knight Rider, and Alf. This episode made me fear mortality. <laughs> amazing cast, amazing performances, amazing stories. Dude, you gotta see this this TV show. It made me fear it's, my own death. It's nothing like Alf. Like at Which is weird all, because dude, this Alf is... makes me fear my mortality. <laughs> I'm also a cat. <laughs> I'm just thinking about I don't know what the one where he's like mucking around with the oven and then an explosion <laughs> happens. What a silly guy. What a silly elf. Man, when's the elf reboot coming? Yeah, actually though. He's back in pog form. Damn. Um fun. Yeah. Oh, God, come on, <laughs> by Blue Ghost, 14th of October, 2017. There's no star rating on this one. Let me tell you what. Saith my, mother, <laughs> saith my friend's mother when I sat down with his family to watch this episode. I smirked a little, thought the ending was okay in a Spielbergian kind of way, but I have to admit it did seem somewhat disconnected from the larger story. I I think one of the issues here is that there was a dramatic build-up to the ending, but there was no build-up to the solution. No investment of a man in his dreams or how Disney and other Hollywood types sorry, made <laughs> fantasies come true. I'm, I'm really struggling. Yeah, I don't know, I'm not, I don't I'm know really about this character struggling. choice. That's fair. Because otherwise you get this kind of oddball <laughs> finale that though in the spirit of the TV series seems to be at odds with the overall story. I think a better script would have thrown a few hints here and there, and thus we could have had the payoff at the end without the kind of goofiness that, again, though in spirit of the series and Spielberg, is a bit of an odd duck. But, as the contemporary expression goes, it is what it is, and you either accept it or not. I think... Reading some of the reviews, I think people were expecting a bit much. After Jaws, Raiders, and Close Encounters, and I think Temple of Doom, people had pretty lofty expectations. But you know, but you know what, people? Sorry, the character had to change because yeah, no people. Filmmakers can only do so That's much. True. When you're on set constructing a film one scene at a time, and you're actually shooting the entire thing out of sequence, it's not like painting or sculpting. You don't have the luxury of standing back like other artists to see what you're making. Oh, sure, you get to see the rushes, but even then you're only seeing bits and pieces. And that's... I think that's about as cruel and fair a criticism as I can offer this episode of Spielberg's truly amazing series, pun intended. <laughs> Having said that, I think I can rightfully say that it isn't my favorite episode, but it still has the tra trademark Spielberg charm to it. I'm sorry, everybody. I apologize for that review. It's I fun. apologize for all the characters. 
That's oh, fine. Uh, I just want to point out that that this person has never been on a film set in their entire life. That's <laughs> that's not. You don't know what you're making. You don't know. What we you're don't making. have a script. There's Spielberg no way to see what the bigger picture is. She's without a script. You just put the camera down. You say, "I don't know, man. I just want a story, dude." And then you just give it all to the editor. But even the editor, the editors don't actually have eyes. You have to cut the eyes out of your editors so that they don't see the full thing. It's true. So, so don't give. It hip don't give them ideas Jaden. Oh, they'll no. do that to us that's true is that reviews i think that's reviews for today okay well, we're moving i'm excited because we got a we got a real got a... story today got a story today <laughs> so boop -a -doop -boop -a, welcome to the kefir news desk that's the sound it makes now um boop -a -doop -a -doo. Boop -a -doop -a -doo. inspector gadget nice. <laughs> so this is from cheatsheet.com uh, the 21st of November, 2020. Happy days, Henry Winkler. Happy days, Henry Winkler thinks this character is today's Fonzie. It's Jack Bauer, the guy who played Fonzie on the show Happy Days, says that <laughs> Jack Bauer is today's Fonzie. Winkler wow. compared the Fonz to a very different character. 24, Jack yeah. Bauer is... Is that now for me? Here's the tragedy about Jack Bauer. There's no one like him in the government. We're, we're f***ed. There's no one actually who can take care of us like Jack Bauer, but you feel if you knew him, he would protect you. And I think the great people on television, you feel if if you knew them, they would understand you. How? I haven't seen that much Happy Days. I haven't really seen more than one episode. I think, you know, How? I know. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, Jack Bauer really likes the Lone Ranger. I guess maybe I don't know. I don't know his personal That's media his... opinions. Um, he does wear a leather jacket quite often. Honestly, I think it. It's obviously it's a very weird um, sentiment to have mm -hmm. to claim that you're, but I can kind of. I, I want to see what he's seeing. I don't know if I do. <laughs> I do want to see. Because I think if I really had to say anything, it's that, like, they're an iconic TV character that is kind I don't know. No, there's nothing like, here. Is it that he's, like, the heart of the show, that he's the heart of America? What? Is that they both had, like, simple one, one or two words, like, catchphrases that... that popular i mean Jaden. at this point we're trying to analyze the the ramblings of henry winkler also i need you to just continue to look at this article are you do you have it open yeah scroll down um to which part underneath the live another day trailer video um read that the next headline part wait the one about the 70s show no underneath that is Fonzie more popular <laughs> than matt bauer <laughs> I don't Who's know. Is Matt it? Bauer? <laughs> they also misspelled Bauer uh, above that, comparing yes, Fonz to Bauer. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's more like Blair. Like, come on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Matthew Trichinski. Um, he's, he's done a bunch of other articles too. He's done like seven or eight in the in these five days since this oh, one was put up. Oh, boy. I'm going to read this one because I think this is... 
Who was more successful? Okay, I was hoping. Miley Cyrus? <laughs> or Hannah Montana? She the beauty is she gets the best of both worlds, Jaden. What Miley Cyrus has been missing since Hannah Montana. Both worlds. <laughs> oh man. The thing I this is from an interview with Miley Cyrus. The thing I loved about Hannah Montana was once a week I would connect and there would always be a message. And that was at a time where you couldn't do this live, like how you and I are communicating now. What the Life TV existed in the two thousands. I'm really sorry. You know sorry. how we can all we can all connect to each other live, uh, person to person, right now. That's the thing we're all doing. Yeah. What it didn't happen till the twenty twenties? Didn't. Wow! 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 There was a sci-fi Happy Days. What? The Fawns yeah, and well, the because ha- wasn't there what was the uh... it's the Fawns and the Happy Days gang what the hell is this oh it's the cartoon because I think the real sci-fi spinoff was was wasn't it Mork and Mindy uh Mork and Mi- yeah was, Mork and Mindy was um it was the spinoff of Happy yeah, Days. yeah apparently the show the the show provided a sci-fi twist on Happy Days uh, this is but this is also like right under where he says Matt Bauer. How yeah. do you get Matt? Where did you get Matt did you from? Get Matt? Did you like Jake Bauer? Hmm. Yeah, like I could see that's like maybe. Who was the editor for this website? Like, what is this website? It's no not a good what... layout. It's, it's called it's a bad. Is. Yeah, it's a bad layout. But yeah. you know, that's. going on with the happy day spinoffs because there's like a billion there are a trillion bazillion of these things man like oh um what was it called again fawns and the happy days gang yeah it's just because like it's just because like mork and mindy is you know like robin williams plays an alien yeah um yeah. Mark from oh, it's, Mark. A, it's a science fiction comedy series according to Wikipedia, so you know what? Dang. Oh, uh, Fonz and the Happy Days Gang is the is it's a it's a Doctor Who ripoff. They travel oh, in a time machine that looks like a phone booth. That's fun. It's good. That's fun. Uh I have one more f- uh thing I want to read from this and so then we can okay. move on. Fonzie would later be memorialized by a statue in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's pretty interesting as there are very few statues of television characters. Uh, blah blah blah, yeah. and then but then he gives on to. In in addition, Fonzie is depicted wearing a leather jacket in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Fonz, an episode of Family Guy where Peter Griffin founds a religion based on Happy Days. The world liked that jacket, even if ABC didn't at first. That's not at all what you were writing about. <laughs> I mean, no, okay, Jane, yeah, sure. but he's he's pot, he was in Family Guy, so uh-huh. kind of a big deal. You could if you wanted to do that. I'm pretty sure there's a Jack Bauer joke with Kiefer Sutherland in it in Family Guy. So oh wait, no, the one the one at the end about the Milwaukee thing that's in a different article. Oh, is it? Yes. No, that was just that was how the world reacted to. No, 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 no. The different article is called Happy Days. Why ABC didn't want Fonzie to wear a leather jacket? No, but this is also part of this. No, it's a different article. It's Scroll not. Up. Scroll up. It's literally not though. It's published on a different day. Oh, it definitely is. This is just a bad website. <laughs> this is just a really bad website. Yeah. I'm 
Wow. It's written by the same guy, to be fair. But yeah. And also, I stand by that's a dumb thing to write. And they use, like, the exact same pictures, too, pretty much. Like, almost. No, he's he's looking at us from the other side. Yeah. And it's a slightly different shade of red. And they also upload the different, slightly different video to other than Anyway, yep. Yeah, I think we should move on. This yeah, is, this so... is devolved into nothingness. I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I apologize for nothing. Damn. Um, taking no prisoners. Take no prisoners. Uh, next week, you have the choice of Ramstein in America. Okay. I have no Rob. idea what that is. Rob. Or Steen. Ultimate Gretzky. Okay. <laughs> okay, give me a sec. I gotta think. Um... Hmm. Guess let's watch an Ultimate Gretzky because okay. Ramstein is is definitely another like concert movie mm. uh, slash music doc. So I, I can't do two music docs this close in a row, Zach. I will it's, go crazy. It's the Ultimate Gretzky. Yeah, it's, it's Gretzky time, baby. You miss a hundred percent of the podcast. You don't upload. You don't know how many. <laughs> Uh, we'll take this what I was about to say off air, but anyway, <laughs> that was dumb and made no sense to anyone but me. And even to quote then, Wayne Gretzky, um, uh, I'm I. Most people marry their mother. <laughs> I married my father. Old ninety nine. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd imagine. Ooh. No, you missed a hundred percent of the fathers you don't marry. There we go. <laughs> This is a bad podcast. People Thank should stop listening. Thank you to Kaya specifically for creating our podcast art. And uh, we're sorry that your 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 name and work is associated with this train wreck. But thank you. Check out links to her other work in the description. You can also find Kevin McLeod's links. Uh, he created the song Sax Rocker Roll, which we use as our theme song every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Uh, <laughs> Uh, follow us on Twitter at HGKPod and Instagram at HGKPodcast. Send us a message on Anchor. Cowards. Come, Come on. Give us give us a message. Yeah, give yeah. us a message. Give us a message, though. Don't, give don't us a message, us, though. Don't make this like the drought that the, that the Cubs had. Because <laughs> it took them a long time to get another, to get a cup. It took them till 2016. I've often said that we're the Cubs. Of podcasts. podcasts? Yes. Good. Amazing. That's what you like to hear. I, I say know. that every day. Um, leave us a review on iTunes at least. I mean, come on. What are you doing? Yeah, thank you. Tell us how great this us. episode is. It's the best yeah. episode. Um, and then come back next week. I've been your host, Akladeek. I've been your host, Jake Khan, and this has been... He's a key As Carson once said, I'm the fonts. Comic Sans. Classic. <laughs>